0: water. It's been called the essence of life. You can live up to a month without food, but you can only survive for up to a week without water. We not only use it to hydrate and nourish our bodies, but we've learned to harness its power, to turn millstones, power electrical plants, and even float our massive cruise ships. But what do you do when water suddenly becomes your unexpected enemy? What do you do when the essence of life becomes an unpredictable threat, how do you adjust to such a radical paradigm shift? Well, you can ask the people of Ellicott City, Maryland.
1: Howard County, number one. Oh my God, ma'am, what's going on? We are at Dean Hollow in Old Ellicott City on Frederick Road. The water is above the door. It's coming in the building. We need somebody to come in. The first first thing I remember is like, oh my gosh, the water is up to the balcony on Obladee.
0: Hello, hi, this is nine one one. Somebody, from this number just called and hung up. Is everybody okay? No, there's water in my store. It's okay. flooding in Ellicott City.
2: The threat of a flood had become the new normal on Main Street. The, the next, the
1: door, next door won't open. We can't get out the back, and there is a lot of water. Also- We're rolling our
2: dice on a storm by storm basis.
1: Okay, where are
0: we gonna die? <clears throat> no, honey. I'm gonna do my best so that does not happen. Okay.
1: You
2: want me
1: to stand in line
0: with you for a minute? Jane? Jane? This is Ellicott City, historic town, historic water. this podcast series will examine two floods that occurred in Ellicott City, Maryland. One on July 30th, 2016, the other on May 27th of this year, 2018. The reporting for this series was conducted between September 1st and November 15th of 2018. All of the interviews are recorded over the same period of time. In most cases, the date of the interview is disclosed. One objective of this podcast is to introduce you to the people of Ellicott City and Howard County, Maryland. We hope to honor the memory of those people who lost their lives in these two unfortunate catastrophes, but mostly we strive to listen to the voices of a community of Americans who are healing and picking up the pieces of their lives, their businesses, and their cities. Ellicott City was founded in 1772. It's located in Howard County, Maryland, which is considered part of the Baltimore Metropolitan Area. It's about 12 miles east of Baltimore's inner harbor as the crow flies, as my grandfather used to say. Ellicott City is one of the oldest and most historic cities in the state. As of the last census, which was 2010, it had a population of 65,834. And although the surrounding community has grown a lot since then, it still has a small town feel. As one of the bartenders of a local establishment called the Phoenix Emporium told me, you could fit the whole town in Raven Stadium and still have room for the fans of the visiting team. Ellicott City's downtown, the Ellicott City Historic District, lies in the valleys of the Tiber and Patapsco Rivers. When we refer to Ellicott City in this podcast, the majority of the time we're going to be talking about this significant and storied area. We will discuss a lot of issues during the episodes of this podcast. And although we're going to touch on local politics, meteorology, hydrology, historic preservation, tunnel boring, city commerce, and emergency services, it's ultimately about people, Americans, Marylanders, and their families. This is a story about us. I did see you at the at the hearing. At
1: the hearing. I did. Oh, okay. But I was over in the corner, uh, and I
0: didn't okay. have a chance to say. It.
1: This oh. is Charles.
0: Hi, Howard Fletcher. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.
1: Can set up in the
0: I originally met Shelly Wygant on Facebook. She's part of a group called Let's Work to Save Historic Ellicott City. When I posted a notice on the page asking to speak to Ellicott City residents about the town and the flood, she was one of the first to respond. Okay, what's your history here? I mean, how long have you been
1: uh, I have been, my husband and I have been here since 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved here from Silver Spring to buy an old house and fix it up. And this was the white duck bed and breakfast at the time. Mm. So uh, we basically came here, um, you know, 21 years ago, nailed our checkbook to the door, front door, and, uh, you know, did a lot of restoration of the house. Uh, as, a, as a part of that, um, uh, my next-door neighbor was big into the Historical Society, so he roped us into a house tour for Christmas, which we did, and the next thing I knew I was corresponding secretary. And the <laughs> next thing you know, I was president of the Historical Society. And I did that for three, I was there, I, I've been on the boards probably since the early 2000s, maybe even earlier, but I was president for the three years when we moved our archives to the Miller Branch Library. Mm. So I oversaw that um uh during that course of that time done a lot of things with the historical society you know uh pro bono I'm, i'm in advertising so i've done pro bono work for them uh help them build their website um all kinds of good things like that just uh top to bottom a to z i'm also on the board of directors for historic ellicott city inc um and have been there for about five years i think i can't remember exactly when i started um so uh I have, my husband, we've both been very, very involved in the town. Uh, for example, uh, when um, the, the last two floods, 2016, uh, I uh, approached my the, the board of Historic Ellicott City, Inc. and I said, hey, why don't we move the farmer's market up to Mount Ida that had you know, big parking lot, grassy area. So um, they came up in 2016 and
0: 2018.
1: Now where was it before that? Uh, In the parking lot of the wine bin. Mm -hmm. So you know things were torn up and it was you know uh, you know it was like a a nice thing for the town that was just like in limbo. So it was like here we have this facility we have this space um, and it was very successful.
2: And it wasn't just the farmer's market that moved it actually uh, it allowed the businesses that no longer had a physical structure set up basically pop-up shops also there yeah. both times so it allowed
0: many of the merchants on main street to continue selling some of their things at least Did any that's charles these... kyler he's been an active resident in ellicott city too i asked him and Shelley about their flood experiences okay. in 2016
2: uh ellicott city um historic district as i live in the historic district uh we bought in there in 1997 Um uh, my wife and i um I was on the. I was a co-chair for the 2004 master plan. Hmm. So I'm. I uh, co-wrote a book about the B&O Railroad Museum with Historic Ellicott City Inc. Mm-hmm. and republished some of the books that they worked on. Um, so somewhat familiar with yes. the historic district. Um, at one time, I was on the board as well, <laughs> long long ago. Um, I was in Frankfurt, Germany. Wow. Um, and woke up at uh, 7.30 a.m. to my alarm clock going off which was the sign to get up and start packing to come home. So when the phone came off sleep mode it exploded with are you okay? Do you see what's going on? All these text messages Mm -hmm. from friends who didn't know we were in Frankfurt wanting to know if we were okay. Now 7:30 7:30 a.m. in Frankfurt is 1:30 a.m. here, yeah. so it was literally as the event was had subsided that our phones exploded. Um, flew home on Sunday. Or excuse me, flew home on Saturday. It was at the very first flood meeting on on Monday night. I am just over the hill, actually, into. Uh, a different watershed. Um, the sewer breach that occurred in the 2016 flood, it's actually behind my house. That, uh-huh. that was the creek. So um, that creek, we still have construction going on there for that remediation from 2016. We're up on a hill. Um, we were fine. The house yeah. is fine. Yeah. Um, it I, I will say, I had no inconvenience compared to anyone, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that was July 30th, my husband was out of town. I was sitting in my den, of course on Facebook, and I was on the, um, you know, the, there's, a, there's an old town Ellicott City group. And I watched this thing unfold in real time on facebook from people saying oh my god the first first thing i remember is like oh my gosh the water is up to the balcony on obla and i was like holy sm- what is what you're kidding and so people would come on we're we're escaping from this place and that place so i i mean i was up here but i felt like i was it was unfolding before me i got to hear everybody talking and You know get out this person's whatever Um, and it was you know it was it was really dramatic
2: um after 2016 there was a there is a real sense of community because Mm -hmm. as you said you know people Um, i used to know every shop owner on main street and you know there are people on main street who have known my children since the day they were born and so, you know, first haircuts on Main Street, this is, this is where they have grown up, and it was just gone. So not only were we out of the country, when we came back, you know, we came back, and they're like, well, can we go down to Main Street? No, we have to drive around. And they're like, what happened to our town? And it's like, well,
0: it's kind of been wiped away. 2016 happened quickly and so after then like the day after the week after a month what were your feelings what did you do
1: it was uh, an immense sense of grief um you know everybody who lives in Ellicott City has a deep love for Ellicott City um, it's more than just a place to shop or eat. I mean, everybody knows each other in this day and age that you know, we have visitors come and I'll go down the street and I'll say hi to five people and they'll be like, really, you, you know those people? And it's like, yeah. So I felt an immense sense of grief and we didn't know what was going to, we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, there was a great, a lot of heart for bringing back the town and, and there was a lot of spirit that we're going to do it, and, you know, we're going to come back stronger than ever. Uh, and for that next year, there were milestones. We went down when this, when Main Street was officially open, which was, like, over Thanksgiving. We were there for that. And just, you know, well, you know, we're glad to see everybody come back. And it was, you know, it was like, I remember I was at the farmer's market the morning of the 2016 flood. And I remember, um, you know, at the wine bin, I was remember looking at the town saying, This is a pretty town. This is a pretty town. And by, you know, in 12 hours or whatever, it was gone.
0: In upcoming episodes of Ellicott City, Historic Town, Historic Water.
2: The strategy includes the acquisition and removal of 10 buildings on the south side of Main Street, of which at least three of the 10 buildings are beyond reasonable repair.
0: And I think some of the, the, the problems that we have or are seeing today is how do we deal with um, an a 18th, 19th century mill town as we see more development in and around that area. It was just a normal, a normal
2: Saturday. Uh, it was busy, the weather was actually nice during the day and then it just started to become a little bit gloomy and uh, it started to rain. Um, And the county says, well, the goal isn't to make it safe, the goal is to make it safer. But I think spending $50 million to make it safer and still not really resolving the issue, I think the preservation community, and I think a lot of people in Howard County have an issue with that.
1: And I said to myself and my partners and, and the county, we can't emotionally, financially, or ethically put people in harm's way again in these buildings.
0: Ellicott City, Historic Town, Historic Water is a production of the Fletcher Group, Inc. in collaboration with the Number One Two podcast. Original music is by Gordon Roberts. I'm Howard R. Fletcher. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.